Praise the Lord, brethren. Praise the Lord. Yes, I'm so excited to be here once again and share with you the word of God. Uh, the word that, the topic that I was given to share with you this afternoon is, let us first pray. Father Almighty, we give you thanks, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to hear your word. You have said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that your word is there to teach us, your word is there to correct us, your word is there to rebuke us and to train us in righteousness so that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I pray, King of Glory, that that word that I'm going to share this afternoon will do that that you have said it will do in our lives. And use me, Lord God, as your vessel. Empty me of anything that's not of you and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Yes, the topic is I'll keep you wherever you go. I'll keep you wherever you go, which is in Genesis chapter 28, verse 15. And I was told that the month, this month's theme is Arise, Shine. Arise and shine for Christ. So I want us to read some scriptures in the, some verses in that scripture, in that chapter, chapter 18 of Genesis. It concerns Jacob. I'm sure many of us know the story of Jacob. So let us read a bit of it. So Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him and commanded him, do not marry a Canaanite woman. Go at once to Padan Aram to the house of your mother's father, Bethuel. Take a wife for yourself there from among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your number and you become I'm sorry, I have a problem with my sight. Please, Reverend, come and read for us. I'm not sure if I do okay. Oh, okay, Genesis 28. It says, So Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him and commanded him, Do not marry a Canaanite woman. Go at once at Padan Aram to the house of your mother's father, Bethu. Take a wife for yourself there. From among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham so that you may take possession of the land wherever you now live as alien, the land God gave to Abraham. 
Then Isaac sent Jacob on his way, and he went to Padan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel, the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, who was the mother of Jacob and Esau. Now Esau learned that Isaac had blessed Jacob and had sent him to Padan Aram to take a wife from there, and that when he blessed him, he commanded him, Do not marry a Canaanite woman. And after Jacob had obeyed his father and mother and had gone to Padan Aram, Esau realized how displeasing the Canaanite women were to his father Isaac. So he went to Ishmael and married Mahalath, the sister of Nebioth and the daughter of Ishmael, son of Abraham, in addition to the wives he had already. Jacob left Bathsheba and, sent, uh, and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you, and I will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land, and I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Thank you so much, Reverend. Yes, I wanted us to see, to read, to feel a bit of that passage. But the topic is, I'll keep you wherever you go. I'll keep you wherever you go. Re other versions say, remember, I'll be with you and protect you wherever you go. I'll bring you back to this land and I'll leave you. I'll not leave you until I have done all that I have promised you. That was God's promise to Jacob. In my local language, it reads, Lewa ndi hamwene iwe. Ngaguma ni nkulinda. Aholi zahona. Kandi nkugumi. Kandi nkugaruro munseji. Ahakuba pindi kusigaho. Okuisya obundi heza kukora. Evina kugambira. I am with you and will watch over you, some other versions say. I am with you, and you will watch over you. Friends, our God is a promise keeper. He always fulfills what he has promised in spite of our unfaithfulness. God is not like us human beings. Many times when someone wrongs you, even when you have promised him something, you want to do what? To retrieve that promise. But our God does not. Our God does not. 
A brief history of Jacob. Many of you know the story, but let us refresh ourselves. Jacob was a twin brother to Esau, and his father was Isaac, and his mother was Rebekah. They were twins, twins of Esau, rather twins of Isaac and Rebekah. So Esau was supposed to be the elder brother, the, the Kakuru. In my language, we call those people Kakuru, then Kato. But for some reason, he sold his birthright. So Isaac, the father, loved Esau, and Rebekah, the mother, loved Jacob. So one time, Esau came, he was very hungry, and he wanted food. And Jacob put a condition, if I'm going to give you my food, you have for a goal your birthright. And Esau did not consider it as very important. He said, ah, uh, let me give it away. You give me food. So he gave him food. By doing that, friends, he, was, he made a very, very big mistake because firstborns were to be given a double share of inheritance. So he sold his birthright. That's one of the mistakes that he, he gave because, of, because he was hungry. And friends, at times also, we have sold our birthright. We are children of the most high God. But what do we do? At times, the things that we do cause us to do what? Forfeit our birthright as children of God. Esau was a skilled hunter. And Jacob was a farmer. The, word, the name Jacob means deceiver. Friends, you need to mind about your names. At times our parents give us names and those names at times affect our, our destiny. Hmm? You can have a name which says that you are cursed. Now, how do you keep on calling? Every time they say so and so, <laughs> a curse is upon you. So at times, friends, we need to think seriously about changing our names. Uh, one time, when I was serving here, the Spirit of God put upon me that strong, strong, strong conviction to change my name. When I was in P7, I, my name, my maiden name was in Shemeleirwe. Shemeleirwe is a very nice name, which means I'm happy. But when I reached P7, I repeated, and they gave me a name. No, I, they didn't give me a name, but I decided to name myself after my father's name. My father was called Bajema. Bajema. Bajema means to force. So later on, when I was asking my dad, what does this name mean? He says, my mother was forced to marry my father. So when he gave birth to me, I was the firstborn. He said, ah, they, they, they forced me into this marriage. So it was a name of anger. And as, as years went by, I found myself getting very angry, even over small things anyway. I had to do what? To change my name. I had to involve a lawyer. It was costly. Now I am Irina Kankwasa. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes, so you need to consider perhaps that. He was, his name meant deceiver. He pretended to be Esau, deceiving and this trick 
was actually initiated by his, his mother because uh, Isaac said, my son, my beloved son, Esau, you go and prepare for me something, some, some meat, and then I'll bless you. And the mother heard, mothers in this church, please, do not cause your, your sons or your daughters to, to fall into sin by deceiving. Anyway, what happened was the mother heard and told who? Jacob to go and get some goats and prepare a meal for the father. And he did that very quickly. Remember, Esau had to go to, the, to hunt. So it, it took some time to come. Meanwhile, the meal was ready and they forged, they put some um, part of the goat's hair because, understand, Esau was hairy. So that he pretends to be the what? The son. And when he reached the father, the father kept on saying, the voice is for Esau. But is, is, is that really my, my son Esau? Rather, the voice is for who? Yeah, it was Jacob. The voice is for Esau. But uh, Jacob insisted that he was what? He was. Did I speak rightly? The voice is for Jacob. Jacob, he said Jacob. But the other one said, ah, no, it's who? It is your son, your beloved son, Esau. And indeed, uh, Isaac blessed who? Blessed his, this man, Jacob. And it's like he had only one blessing. And at the end of the day, Esau also came and said, I have prepared for you this food, you eat it. The father shook. The scriptures say that he shook. He was really very angry. He said, but I have already given away the what? The blessing. And from that time, Esau hated his brother Jacob because his father had blessed him. He had taken his blessing. And Esau purposed that the time, after the time of mourning our father, because eventually the father died, I will kill you. I'll kill you. So, friends, don't think that brother killing brother has just started. It started long ago. And Esau indeed wanted to do what? To kill his brother. So that's why the mother and the father advised who? Jacob to go to Mesopotamia and work, stay with the, the, the uncle. I think it was the uncle. The brother, the brother of, the, of, of Rebecca stay there so that Esau's anger cools down and that's where he, he went and we are told that on his way to Mesopotamia he had an encounter with God it was night time and he had a dream we have heard in the story that he saw a stairway up to heaven angels were were descending and others ascending and then God God spoke to him I'm sure this guy needed encouragement yes he saw his brother's blessing but you know now going from where you have been used and then going to a fallen land so he was so discouraged I, I think and now 
even going there, it was a long way because he had sleep on the way. But thank God that as he slept at Bethel, he had an encounter with God. And that's where God told him that I will keep you wherever you go. What an encouragement. I will keep you wherever you go. I will not leave you till I have fulfilled my promise. That encouraged who? Jacob. Friends, I want to encourage you. You should not ignore dreams. Because God, even up to today, in the 21st century, God speaks to us through dreams. At times, those dreams are warning us. Times some of us dream very bad dreams. People pursuing us, snakes pursuing us. Never, never neglect such a dream. If it is a bad dream, cancel it. Wake up and say, I cancel this dream in the name of Jesus. If it is a good dream, also claim it. I say, Lord, I pray that this dream which you have given me will come to pass. I want to assure you, God still speaks to his children in this 20th century through dreams. So don't neglect those dreams. And there are people who have a gift of dreaming. Every night there is a dream they dream. So Jacob needed to be encouraged, and indeed, he was encouraged. He came to know two facts. First, that Jacob knew that God was with him. Two, Jacob knew that one time he would come back to the land of promise. Friends, at times when we get afflictions, when we are in, in those troubles, we, we instead, of, instead of believing God for what he promised, we believe lies. And who is the father of lies? The devil. The devil can bring all kinds of lies on your mind and you believe them. Please, my brother, my sister, never believe the lies of the devil. At times, by the way, you may not know that it is a lie from the evil one. But if you are a person, a Christian, who really seeks God, then you will know that those are lies. Jacob was assured of the promises God had made to him and how he would fulfill them. And it was indeed a time of affliction for Jacob, but God's encounter with him was very reassuring. I do not know, friends, what affliction, what challenge, what trouble you are going through but I want to assure you that God never leaves you alone. God never leaves you alone. He is always with you. In Hebrews 13, 5, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. At times you find in a situation and you feel that you are alone. Never depend upon your what? Your feelings. Always claim, claim the word of God over your life. Many times we believe lies. At times the evil one says, ah, your God has abandoned you. At times the evil one says, God is no longer, with, no longer loves you, especially if you have fallen into some sin. At times 
the devil says, God no longer cares. You think God still cares about you. You better live this way of salvation. Those are lies. God, God never lives. What? His very own. Even when you go into sin and sin and sin, he always is there. His, his arms are always outstretched to welcome you back into his way. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent or change his mind. Our God is not like human beings. He always fulfills what he has promised. Psalm 103 verse 13 says, As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. As a father pities his children, so God pities you even when you have fallen into sin. Psalm 103 verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. At times in our Christian journey, we backslide. And at times when we are in that backslidden state, the devil says, ah, God is no longer interested in you. But God cannot forgive you this sin, forgive you this sin, forgive you this sin. But the word of God says, as far that as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our, our transgression from us. In other words, God's forgiveness is always there. Whatever sin you have committed, it's always there. Because the distance from the east to the west is uncountable. So that's how God forgives Indeed, Jacobo's time in Padan Aram was not easy. He worked for Laban for seven years for a wife whom he had fallen in love with, Rachel. But instead, he was given his elder sister, Leah. So he had to work for another seven years to get Rachel. Friends, at times, the things we do delay our blessing. Remember, he had deceived his, he had deceived that he was Esau and has had like stolen his blessing, the blessings of his brother. So I don't know, but I think God also allowed this to happen to teach him. So you can imagine working, eh? Those of, how many of us are married? Praise the Lord. So you can, you look back, that time when we were relating with that guy, eh? when you were in love, hmm? and you, you just imagine that on, on the wedding day, <laughs> they bring someone. It is such a big, big, big disappointment, but Jacob swallowed that, and he had to work for another, what? Seven years to get Rachel. And unfortunately, when he got Rachel, we are told that she could not bear children at first. But instead, Leah, the big sister, for her, she started having children. But later on, after much prayer, God gave Rachel, the beloved wife, children. God fulfilled his promised friends to Jacob because after about 20 years, he had to leave Pardon Alam 
and to go back. And he went back with great wealth, great wealth, the two wives, and many, many children. Because, and when he reached there, he had, he had planned of how to treat Esau, but he found that Esau had forgiven him and he welcomed him as a brother. Friends, I want to assure you that God will deal with your enemies and he will cause your enemies to like you because at times as we go through life, people hate, can hate you for nothing, by the way. You haven't hurt them, you haven't, but at times out of jealousy or envy, people hate you. But the Bible tells us that vengeance is for the Lord. So even when people hate you, return, do good to them. If they lack things, provide for those, for, for their needs. If you are doing that, then you'll be rewarded. And you never know, at one time, tea, they will like you. But Jesus told his disciples in John 16:33, he said, In the world you will have tribulation or trouble, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In this world we live in, every person has his lot of trouble because Jesus Christ, our Savior, also faced trouble. When you read the Gospels, everywhere he was going, he was doing good. Healing the sick, comforting those who are troubled, those who are looked down upon. He would treat them fairly, but he was hated. And he was crucified on the cross. He was accused innocently. He was innocent, he was accused falsely. So friends, if you are a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, even you, you will be accused falsely. At times, by people you could never imagine they would do such a thing. But know that Jesus Christ said these words, that in the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The tribulation will come, but God will give you what? Give you victory. Victory. Triumph over those tribulations. I agree with this song which says that because Jesus lives, I can face tomorrow with all its troubles. Friends, the Bible is full of men and women who went through trying times. Many men and women went through troubled times, but God delivered them. And I want us to remind us of the three Hebrew boys who were put in the fire because they refused to bow down to the image of the king, King Nebuchadnezzar. They were put in the fire. They went through the fire, but the fire did not do what? Burn them, as, as Isaiah 43 says. Hmm? Even when you go through the fire, it will not burn you. It did not burn them. Daniel is another person who was accused falsely also, and he was put in the den of lions. He spent the whole night in the den of hungry lions. But understand, God sent his angel, and they closed the, the mouth of the lions, and they did not, what? 
they did not eat him up. Friends, you too, my brother and sister, God will see you through the situation you are going through. God later changed Jacob's name. He said, you are now Israel. Israel means, means God's people. He was a deceiver. Now he, it means God's people. Friends, the following will help you. If God is to fulfill his promises in your life, one, endeavor to live a life of holiness. It's not easy, but it's possible with God. Daniel 1.8 says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's delicacies. Friends, as we live in this world, there are so many things that can defile us, especially in these our times. One of the things that has defiled people is pornography. People in their sacred places watch pornography. And that pornography has caused many people to have that spirit of sexual immorality. People start masturbating. It even affects people who are married. It is defiling. Wildly music is another thing that defiles you. Some people just sing, them, sing things they don't know. Kumbia, at times, those, those words are really from, from Satan. They are satanic. Drugs. Some people have been involved in drugs. Some people, it is wine. A little wine. Some people have started, eh, no, a little wine is okay. Hmm? But before they know it, they are addicted to that wine. God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hands, O you king. That's what the Hebrew boys told the king. So friends, as you walk in this Christian faith, do not compromise. I have heard some people say, but everyone is doing it. You are not everyone. Endeavor to live a life that is pleasing to, your, to God, to God your father. Number two, seek the Lord and be obedient to his voice. At times, some people, God tells you, don't do this, and they insist and do that. Be, seek him and be obedient to his voice. And at times, this helps fasting and prayer. Hmm? Endeavor to fast. Hmm? Don't allow a week to go by when you are eating Breakfast, lunch, supper, breakfast, lunch, supper. Fast some days and really in those days, seek the Lord's face. Number three, be bold for God. Like King David. King David confronted this guy, Goliath, who was very, very strong, who, who had scared King Saul and the Israelites. But he got that boldness from God. Be bold. Ask for God to give you that boldness to stand firm against evil. Then also, you need to live a life of humility. Friends, we are living in, a, in, a, in times when people have gotten proud, arrogant, at times because of the, their jobs, at times because of their titles, at times because of who they are in a community. The Bible says, God exalts the humble. Please, be humble, even when God has blessed you with that title, with money. 
read your Bible and pray every day as we sing in the, in the Sunday school song. Read your Bible. We are living in times when people no longer have their quiet time reading the Bible every day and prayer. If you are really a Christian who does that, then God will help you to skip trouble. Then also number six, trust the Lord at all times. Trust the Lord at all times. Even when you are surrounded by these tribulations, keep trusting the Lord. Many times when we are surrounded by, by challenging situations, instead of keeping looking to God, we look at those situations. We are told in the Bible of the disciples, when Jesus Christ came the storm, Peter told Jesus, please call me also, I walk on the water, because Jesus had walked on the water. And Peter continued to walk on the water, but then the waves came. And Peter, instead of looking to Jesus, looked at the what? At the waves. And he started sinking. Keep looking to God. Keep exalting God. God is almighty. Nothing is impossible with him. So keep confessing those things, that his word. Then number, this number seven, forgive, forgive, and forgive whoever has hurt you. This thing of unforgiveness has hindered people from getting their breakthroughs, their blessings, because the word of God says, vengeance is mine. Even when this person has done, has done something very, very terrible to you, please ask the Lord to give you the grace to forgive, and indeed, you will walk an upright life. And God will reward you. God will reward you. He is a promise keeper. He will fulfill that that he has promised. Let us stand up and pray. You are a child of the Most High God because his word in John 1.12 says, to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. And we have many promises. Matthew 7.7, 7, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. So talk to your God. Talk to your God because he is here. He keeps promises. He's listening and he will answer you. Talk to him about your situation. And then I'm going to, to say a prayer over various issues. And if that issue is in these things that I'll put down, then also affirm it. Speak that to God. But let us first observe a moment of silence as you and God commune with one another. You can repeat these words after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. Your love for me is everlasting. It does not come to an end. I thank you that you are a promise keeper. You told these words to Jacob. Heavenly Father, I too today, I affirm those words that you are a promise keeper. Heavenly King, 
you know my situation. You know, Lord God, that I have told that to you many times. Heavenly King, I want to say to you that I still believe that you are a miracle worker. And you are in the process of answering my prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray that this issue, say that issue to God, this issue, I surrender it to you. And I pray, King of glory, that you grant me a breakthrough. Give me a breakthrough, O oh Lord. Thank you, Heavenly King, because you are a promise keeper. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Yes, I'm going to say a prayer, concluding, and then we shall have over time. Yes, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord God, for these, your daughters and sons who have come in this, your sanctuary, this afternoon, O oh Lord. You know each one of them. You know them by name. Lord God, perhaps some of them have financial challenges. They have debts. Lord, perhaps some of them, O oh Lord, are not employed and have been looking for jobs. Heavenly Father, perhaps some of them are trusting you for the fruit of the womb. They have been married for a while and they have not gotten children. Heavenly Father, perhaps some of them need spouses, O oh Lord. They have been waiting upon you for spouses and they are not forthcoming. Perhaps, O oh Lord God, some of them have marital issues, which you know. Heavenly Father, I pray for each one of them and other issues I have not mentioned, that you who is a promise keeper, that you come, Lord God, and bring an end to those challenging situations. You who brought an end to the troubles of Jacob, O oh Lord, Lord, I pray that you, you give them a breakthrough in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. I frustrate every scheme of the enemy, every agent of the enemy that has been sitting on their breakthroughs through witchcraft and sorcery in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. I break every power of witchcraft and sorcery in the mighty name of Jesus. Those negative words, those enchantments that were said over them, O oh Lord, I cancel, I nullify, I delete those enchantments with the precious blood of the Lamb wherever they were written, I delete each one of them in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you release your angels, O oh Lord God, to fight for them, O oh King of glory, to assure them of your love, to assure them of your presence, to remind them of your promises, O oh King of glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for indeed your word says that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. Cause us to keep trusting in you. Cause us to keep looking to you, O King of glory. As the psalmist said, I look up to the hills. Where does my help come from? Lord God, our help comes from you, the creator of heaven and earth. May you be exalted, O Lord, and magnified, O Lord, in the lives of these, your children. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.